0: Hey everybody, this is Mike from The Cut. Just want to let you know real quick that if you're hearing this message, you will not be hearing any music tracks during our episode. This is because you're not listening to us on Spotify. Only on Spotify can we play the music tracks. So if you're listening to us anywhere else, totally fine. Just want to let you know why there's no music. Now, without any further ado, let's get the show started. find unique playlists with comedic banter. We are your hosts, Mike and the Moosh.
1: Oh man, where'd your camera go? Uh, Where did my camera go? I can't see. All I see is your little, it just says Mike. Where'd I go? I don't know. I don't know. Not that it matters. Welcome to the show, everybody. (laughs) Like the audience doesn't need the camera. No, they don't. But (laughs) I mean, I think we do. And I have to like find myself. Where well, am I? Well, well, while Mike finds himself, welcome to the show. This is the Cut Music Podcast, where we have comedic banter and uh, playlists of songs. And uh, I think this week we're continuing our um, decades of music, decades of cuts, where uh, we've done you know from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, and now, at long last, we're at the 2010s. This will uh, be the final, final one for our uh, our decades, decades of cuts, you know, until, what, eight, no, seven, seven years from now when we can finally start doing the 2020s. That'll be weird. Are you there? Have you found yourself yet? No, I haven't.
0: Keep talking. I don't...
1: <laughs> Where'd do I
0: go? I what is happening? Know. Wait a minute. That's so weird. This This is... This is, uh, strange. I, I think, oh, uh-huh. oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Wait, mm-hmm. hey, there's uh-huh. a little, there's a little dingy sound, but. I don't want to hear about your little dinghy, what? and I don't think the audience does either. I mean, it, it's a nice boat. It's a, <laughs> it's a, a dingy boat, and I think, no, that it,
1: what, <sighs> Well, I, I don't. I don't even. I'm excited for this episode. I'm not, and I'll tell you why.
0: Because uh, these technical difficulties, it was this. This episode is an omen, because this omen. was the hardest cut I've ever had to do, and not because really? of the issues that I had in the '90s or the '2000s or even the '80s and '70s. Actually, every other cut where I just had an abundance of. Of songs, we're doing mm-hmm. 2010. So from 2010 to 2019, yep. Uh That's the criteria. You know, I spent the majority of the 2010s listening to pre 2010 shit, and if I could have, I would have listened to post 2010s if that music was available. Because I must, this must be my least favorite decade. That Not is that great surprising. stuff didn't come out because I found it. It just. Mm-hmm. I finished my list this morning, and I I really struggled. Like, I finished, almost as I finished hard as my I am with this camera right now. What the <laughs> fuck is going
1: on? I did, I did my list, like, earlier this week, and I was like, oh, 2010s. All right, cool. And I, you know, listened to a bunch of 2010 songs. I had to think back to, like, memories of, like, I don't know, the year 2010. And then I kind of was like, well, what was I doing in 2010? Uh, I was in Ventura. We were doing a bunch of music stuff you and I had met. So like all the stuff I was listening to when we first got together and started hanging out and playing music, which granted was a lot of nineties, you know, eighties, seventies, a lot of sixties. Dude, we listened to a lot of Zeppelin, a lot of Beatles, we oh, did a yeah. lot of that whole, um, that whole era, but I still, I enjoy listening to like alt radio and rock radio and new hits. I still try and keep up with maybe not pop music because I'm just not a big pop fan, um, hey, you're back. Your camera's there.
0: Yeah. Um, a quick, quick, uh, quick note. You know, you know what happened. Um, I don't. Somehow, Zoom mm-hmm. decided that it wanted to use my iPhone camera, which isn't even plugged into my computer right now. I look down at my phone, and I have uh, uh, an alert asking me if I want to turn this camera on. And then I checked my camera settings in Zoom, and it's like it selected iPhone instead of my
1: actual camera. I didn't camera. even know you could. Do that
0: i didn't either but anyway okay fascinating yeah, fast fascinating yeah you never have this problem okay and i no. i don't really have this problem either um i just i i think of really the first five songs that come to my head and then i'll do a little more th- and i'm talking every week i'll do a little more thinking about it to make sure i didn't like miss something that and and i don't care if i miss something that you guys the listeners care about i don't give a Okay. Fight me. Don't care. I care about if I miss something that I care about because I'm doing yeah. this for me. Okay. And sometimes you moosh. sometimes. Oh, okay. Thanks. All right. But the thing is, is like this time it was rough and I've been trying to avoid Adele because I feel like <laughs> we, we need to, we need to give we We need to give the woman some space before we have her back on the show again, because there's going to be <laughs> reasons for the hell. Next week's episode uh, it will will likely be an episode that I th- I'm not going to choose anything from because I already have my playlist done. But
1: you may. But more on that later. Okay. Well, I'm ex- I'm excited to hear about that.
0: So it's it's been it's been a difficult cut. Uh, there's blood everywhere. I'm, I'm definitely scarred. <laughs> Someone get some band aids. Someone get some goddamn <laughs> band aids. It's ridiculous. And you know before before we get started. Um, Yes, i I have an update. I I can't remember oh. if it was last week or the week before. I I was I was I had a gripe about the signage, and and level of signage in my house. By my yeah wife. yeah I remember that wife uh, the live laugh love I love more than anything in the world. Um,
1: I don't think she's listening.
0: <sighs> so remember <laughs> how I told you we, we had that stupid. <laughs> dr seuss sign like in our master bathroom and we finally got rid of that and she replaced Redfish, it blue fish right yes and she <laughs> <laughs> and she replaced it with uh a sign that says please seat yourself <laughs> remember do you remember yeah. this yeah, you've seen yeah. this you've heard about this
1: yeah okay all
0: right here's the deal i i didn't see the need to so i didn't but i'll do it now um, uh-huh. I didn't, it's not a sign in a sense that it's like, you know, drawn or painted on, on like a picture. It's mm-hmm. like, it looks like books that are like tied together. Uh, and they're, they're separate. So there's like a little white book shaped looking thing. And on the spine, it says please. And then seat and then yourself. And they like sack up. Right. <clears throat> So imagine why? book. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, oh, I, I, okay, I understand. I
1: understand what you're saying. I, I, okay. I imagine. Well, I don't, don't ask why. I don't have
0: but, this this answer. Okay, I don't have the answer. That's the whole reason for the grape. But I have an update. I don't know how this happened. I don't think she mm-hmm. did it. I know for fuck's sake, I didn't do it. But somehow, the words got rearranged. Now it says "seat and please yourself." <laughs> It doesn't have the and. I kind of want to take a black because it's white with black writing. And I kinda wanna take a Sharpie and put where it says yourself, put the and symbol right before yourself because right now it says Amber right now it says sand. seat, please yourself. I'm like, okay. No problem. Cause you know, Moosh, you know, my heart is always open. But I've renovated my porch. so the motherfuckers are gonna have to step up. And if you guys don't know what the hell we're talking about, this was uh, oh
1: my god, this was
0: last week or the week before. <laughs> the level of signage in this house, oh my yeah. god. Anyway, wow, oh yeah. gosh.
1: I, I just I figured I had an update, and <laughs> I, uh, I hope I hope it was Brad. I hope Brad was at your house oh, recently, and he just was like, <laughs> and he just rearranged the books, dude. You know what's funny is whenever Brad's at my house,
0: I make him use the bathroom furthest from where I am. So like when we when him and I lived in Colorado together, he was yeah. only allowed to go to the bathroom in the basement. And <laughs> now that we're here, like we have the hall bathroom, so when people are over, that's what they use. But because everybody else is using that, I tell him to use the master bathroom. And so maybe maybe Brad did do it. That is amazing. We'll ask him about it next time he's he's on the show. Which oh yeah, I mean, we're what, bringing himself again. His his, his like. Uh, not debut, but debut of being on more often is actually coming up soon. So that that'll be that'll be first order of business is we'll get to the bottom of pleasing and seating seating and pleasing yourself. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh, we man. Probably, so. Th- this has been a wreck of an introduction. It has, and I and for that I thank you. Uh, it, I'm gonna yeah. let you go first because I feel like I have a good song oh, to I'm close gonna this gonna out go on. First, oh okay. yeah.
0: Well, um, you know what my, you know what my problem is, is Uh, I've I've already made next week's playlist and I made it like two months ago and I've been listening to it like crazy. It's my favorite playlist that I've put together. This is probably my least favorite playlist I've put together on this show so far. Oh, wow. Um, my favorite playlist will be on next week. And Mm -hmm. so the problem is, is like, even as I'm looking at my songs right now, I'm expecting to see. The music I've been listening to for two fucking months, but it's not them. Right. It's other shit. So. All right. Uh mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know what? We're going to. You know what? We're going to start with Uncle Gary. Okay. You know why? Because Uncle Gary (laughs) has. Because
1: we each have an Uncle Gary.
0: R.I.P. I I had an Uncle Gary. Great guy. Oh, I know. I know. Lost him too soon. Um, Uncle Gary Clark Jr. Okay?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Because I haven't had him on this show. We have not featured him yet. No, you have not. I love Gary Clark Jr. Just, Mm -hmm. mm, oh, I know. Okay? What do I have to say about Gary Clark Jr.? I have this. Mm, Okay?
1: Okay. This is for what? And I quote grunt. grunt. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> and then little dash Mike in quotes. Yes. Gary <laughs> <here. clears throat> All right.
0: <laughs> so this is uh, keep in mind, this is a this is a live performance, acoustic version of his song. Things are changing. We'll talk about it after.
1: Yeah. That was uh, nice. Hot take. What a nice what a nice intro to the to the decade. Hot take. What what year did that come out? Uh
0: it was in the twenty tens. I I want I don't know. I wanna say like around sixteen. I could be totally wrong, okay. but I think it was the, the second half of the uh sure. of the decade. Um a hot take. Yeah. Okay. Gary Clark Jr. Yes. Gary Clark Jr it's <clears throat> the greatest guitar player of all time i said it deal with it
1: okay
0: right okay mike and this is mike 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 okay okay mike and i'm not saying from this song but this right. song if you listen closely again that was live and if you, mm-hmm. you you just you hear especially if you have like headphones on or or, uh, or whatever, like. You just hear the finesse in that man's fingers and how he is one with guitar. And, of course, there are plenty of great guitar players that you can say that about. But my favorite guitar player of all time has always been Jimmy Page. Zeppelin. Goes without saying. But even you would probably say actual guitarist, because I'm not one, but I've heard many real guitarists say, Page has always been a sloppy player.
1: Yeah, he's he's definitely not a technical player. Like um, a lot of people compare him to um, Eric Clapton. Sure, and you can see the contrast between the two. Same era, they were. I mean, they were Yardbirds playing. Uh huh. Yardbirds. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, they played. They played together. They played separately. They went. You know, went their separate ways. And Clapton is very much a precisionist yes. when it comes to the guitar Clapton or er, um Page is very much I'm just going to let emotions bleed through my fingers onto yes. this guitar that happens to have strings in the way of me strumming <laughs> right so <laughs> and I- and he makes a mess of things but it but the the emotion and the tone and the 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 angst I guess you could say in there a lot of Page music or his guitar playing is very much raw yeah and yeah not percent i mean he's a fantastic guitar player fantastic musician but on a technical level no page isn't that great of a guitar player
0: would you say Um, i i would i I would put hendrix in that same boat i wouldn't say hendrix was was the greatest i wouldn't compare him to clapton or uh no
1: yeah hendrix is definitely like he's definitely a fantastic guitar player and he Paved the way for what guitar playing could and should be, right? In my opinion, but um but you take yeah. two
0: two of the greats, being Jimi Hendrix and Stevie Ray Vaughan, and you do some love making with with their two <laughs> guitars.
1: Okay, Stevie Ray Vaughan Fender, puts Fender Stratocaster. <laughs> yeah, Stevie Ray
0: Vaughn puts his hat on his Jimmy. You know, eats out his whatever the. Fu- because he used to, <laughs> <Jim laughs> play guitar with his teeth, and right out of that, <laughs> and out, of, you know, it must have been really annoying every time he just found a stray like string in his tooth. Anyway, and flossing, <laughs> floss every day, people. Flossing. And E string is best. And then you combine those two, and you get Gary, who also just has his own style. Yeah, so, absolutely. Twenty fifteen. Mm -hmm. I just moved to Phoenix. I've been in Phoenix not even two weeks. And we're still learning our way around the neighborhood that we just moved into. And uh, my wife goes to go to the store to grab whatever the hell it was we needed. And on her way home, she sees this sign that says, Tonight, 7 p.m., Foo Fighters, at this place called the Auction Pavilion. Okay. And it's fucking three blocks from my house. Yeah. I remember you talking about this, right?
1: I told you about it. You, you yeah. You were like, dude, there's that. this I saw the food fighters, three blocks from my house. Like you were so excited. And I was like, God, yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Like I'm a little jealous, but so, right on. So we went
0: and, mm-hmm. uh, the opener was this dude that came out wearing a cowboy hat and just started playing guitar. And I'm like, who, who, de, who, who the fuck Is this? I was just I was (laughs) hearing just some insane stuff that reminded me of Hendrix and Vaughn mostly. And when it didn't remind me of those two, it was a shit that I've just never heard before. And this like sixteen year old kid who I had been talking to, I'm like, "Who the fuck is this?" And he's like, "Oh, bro, that's Gary Clark Jr. Do you not know?" I'm like, "No, (laughs) no, I fucking you old fuck." Yeah,
1: exactly. Okay, boomer. (laughs)
0: I had just turned 30 uh, at at the time. (laughs) And I'm like, who in the fuck is this guy? And then um, Foo Fighters came out. Excellent fucking show. RIP Taylor Hawkins. But when they closed out the show, um, they like Gary came back up and like soloed over uh, the the ending outro of the last song they did. I think it was Best of You. And it was phenomenal. And then, as we've mentioned on the show before, when I moved to Colorado and heard about Red Rocks and had visited there to just like hike it and walk around, sure. I wanted to see Gary more than anybody else there. And I got to do it like three weeks before I moved from there.
1: Gary Clark God. Jr. Mm. <sighs> uh, mm. I'm jealous. Mm. Oh, my God.
0: Mm. God damn. And If we can get him and the Black Pumas, oh dude, who all three of them live in Texas? I don't think that can happen.
1: It'd be, too, it, I, it's I too think much. the world, I think the world would implode on itself if that <laughs> if that amount of talent was in the same you know studio. Oh, I just went total
0: key and field bellhop. It'd be too much. It'd be too much. <laughs> <laughs> That's, okay. That's your boy, dog. Oh, dude, all all three of them, man, the Pumas and him,
1: Jesus. Mm. Anyway, uh,
0: oh Gary Clark yeah. Jr. Mm.
1: That was a, that was a nice song. I enjoyed that. I love the solo acoustic, like just him and a guitar, him singing, just live. Oh God, like his it was voice, raw dude. and it was it was so good. Yeah, it was clean. Love it. So clean. Mm. All, right. All right. Well, I'm gonna shake things up a bit. Shake it up. And I'm not playing shake 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 it up. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna shake it off. Actually. Shake it off. No, I'm not playing that one either. Okay, good. Uh I'm gonna go with Cage the Elephant. Cage and this, the Elephant. Yeah, and I don't think you've heard of Cage K- have you heard of them? Do you I've listen heard to them at all? Of them. I don't know if I've heard them. Okay. They've this this song I chose is actually one of their like hits. It's on the radio all the time. Oh, so um, we'll we're see. listening to
0: <laughs> I mean we'll we'll see if I've heard it. Okay.
1: Oh, right, right, right. It, it is in fact a hit. I hear it on the radio all the time. It's a great song off their album Melophobia. This is come a little closer.
0: That was really good. I like that. It sounds like something Rich would play on Unheard Indie.
1: Uh, a little bit. I don't it's know. definitely it in that, that kind that of vein. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely like I feel like they drew a lot of influence from uh, like Smashing Pumpkins a little bit. Sure. Um, there's some other bands that come to mind. I can't. Even, uh, I know there's influence that I can think of, but I can't think of them right now. So I guess I can't think of them. Um, what I will say though. Is I I remember hearing this song like ages ago. I'm pretty sure I saw Cage the Elephant in like 2010 when I went to that uh Hollywood Los Angeles Weenie Roast. Remember we talked to that oh, about yeah, that? Yeah, the before? Weenie Roast. Yeah, I'm fairly certain they were there. I can't confirm. Um can't but confirm. I do like can't confirm, unfortunately. What I will say is I was doing a little digging on this song and like the origins and where it came from, because it's just it's It's one of their, like, most popular songs. It's got, I mean, hundred-something thousand listens, or hundred, no, uh, a million or hundred million-something listens. I don't know. It's huge. Um, Matt Schultz, brother to uh, Brad Schultz, they're both in the band, um, wrote this song, and here on uh, songfacts.com, I found, uh, he says, quote, We were in Buenos Aires Airport, and I saw this amazing flamenco guitarist who was busking, he had this whole gypsy thing going on. The music he played was very hypnotic and powerful. You could hear the burdens of his heart. I got inspired, grabbed my guitar, went to the next terminal. There uh, there weren't too many people, and I started playing what my head, what in, what in my head was Bulgarian folk. So that's how the song started, huh. kind of this f- Bulgarian folk style. And then he started writing verses, and he kept growing, and then they made it to San Paolo, where... He was in a hotel room, and there was tarps and scrap metal. And then the whole song is kind of just about like what was, what is, and what should be. Kind of very Lord of the Rings there. But how th- how time changes and how your perspective changes with time.
0: Yeah. I, I didn't pick but. up on too much of the lyrics. I, w- I was really listening to just the overall sound. And yeah, um, I would probably say Coldplay is another one of those influences. Yeah. Just given the way they, they did the... The high, uh, the highs with a lot of of reverb soaring just over the background of the choruses and stuff like that. Uh, no, right. that that was that was very pleasant. Well, you I probably
1: you. I'm sure you've heard "Ain't No Rest for the Wicked." That was one of their big ones that came out. Wait, money I think don't earlier. grow
0: on trees. That's I got the bills one. to pay. That's them.
1: Yeah. Oh, that That's sounds them. nothing like what I just I, heard. Different album, different era. Uh, "Cigarette Daydreams" is off the same album. That's another popular one. Um, they've oh. been around for a while. They're still touring. Like they're still like they just had a new album released not too long ago. Yeah. Um
0: crazy. I, freaking, I, wow, August I never would have guessed that was the same band.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, they've they've got a range. Absolutely.
0: I like that. That's good. I like when
1: bands evolve. Yeah. As and long they, as they they yeah. changed drummers. Like they've had a different drummer, he left. Drummers uh, and they aren't picked important. up like this. <laughs> No, they had like a their their initial drummer was around for a while and then I think god, I wanna say twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen, in that era. Yeah. Um, right when that one of their other albums was coming out, they picked up like this kid who was at their show and just was like really good and I don't know how they I don't know the full story, but I know they found this kid, he was like seventeen, like still in high school. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "This kid is it. He's going to join the band." And I think that kid—I don't know if he finished graduating or not—but he joined the band. So they have like this 17 of this young kid. He's probably 20 now, but (laughs) that's cool. You know, no, that was was He's a a phenomenal drummer. That was great. Uh, His name is like Mathin something.
0: uh, I'm glad you showed me this because if anybody introduced me to Cage the Elephants with the what's that song called? Which one? Money don't grow on trees. One.
1: Oh, um ain't no rest for the wicked. Uh, Yeah. I really Ain't No Rest for the Wicked.
0: I really don't like that song. So I'm glad you showed me this because this is totally different. And if somebody would like I never knew that was Cage the Elephant. I know that song. It was every I think it was on the soundtrack for like Borderlands 2. Back in back in like 2010.
1: Yeah, but like, that sounds accurate. If, somebody,
0: if you would have played that song for me right now, I would have been turned off by Cassian K- Elephant. But no, this is actually really good. I, I enjoyed that. And uh, you mentioned 2016. I'm going to go to 2016. Sure. Because fucking Lady Gaga came out with an album in
1: 2016. Has she? Has she? <laughs> did she? <laughs> yes, she did. Was 2016 the era of the meat suit? When was that? Oh. No, that was I was early on. I just remember the meat suit. It's got to be rotten by now, right? Unless it was cured. I can give you oh, a million no. reasons why it's rotten. <laughs> 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 nice segue. <laughs>
0: this is a million reasons off of uh, Lady Gaga's 2016 album, Joanne. Oh, man. Gaga. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, man. So uh, this is off her Joanne album, which she dedicated to her aunt. That uh, if I got this right, because I, I wa- there's a documentary, uh, I believe, on Netflix that I watched uh, when she was, I think, in the middle of doing this album. And it's dedicated to her aunt who died when her dad was 15. That She never really she got to know through stories and research and stuff like that and she like not in a bad way but kind of became obsessed with her and her story and dedicated the album to her but this was also the year uh that she the that she performed at the super bowl oh okay and have you seen that performance
1: uh maybe i don't know i don't really pay attention dude she jumped
0: off the dome Look, oh, I have heard about this. Yeah. I've seen this. She, yeah. Dude, that's, like, the greatest thing since, like, it, it, I, like, it's the most notable Super Bowl, like, deal since Timberlake and Janet Jackson in 2002. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> he certainly got her naked by the end of the song, but nobody planned yeah. on that. <laughs> um, and I was a Raider fan at the time when that was going on, and uh, that Super Bowl was just cursed with, with with uh, choking on the Raiders uh, part and just bad plays, bad decisions, and wardrobe malfunctions, it was it was awful. But um, <laughs> I I love I, I love Gaga's voice, and we've talked before about how people like artists need to play the game and everything. So you know she came out with Parker Face and Paparazzi and all that. Um, and then this right. I think was like really the first album that she had where she kind of stripped everything back and showed and it's you it's usually the junior album it's usually the yeah. third album where a band yep. is able to show who they are uh and right. you know the labels give them more breathing room and all that um i i just i thought she did a fantastic job and like this this song in particular like just the way she belts and the little rasp that you hear when she just grunts her way through some of this stuff is it's awesome definitely, the emotions relatable
1: yeah. You, I, I was going to say, you can definitely hear a lot more emotion and in feeling and heart yeah. in her singing and her playing than before. Like, Bad like you romance. say with like poker, yeah, Bad Romance, Poker Face, like those are great songs, they're, you know, fantastic hits, super poppy, I enjoy them, especially some of the covers that have been spun off from those yeah. songs. But you don't, like you just hear, oh, it's Gaga and she's being Gaga, and now with like a Million Reasons, you're like, god damn, Lady Gaga, like... Mm. Well, and, and there,
0: uh, <laughs> mm. and there's, there's like, there's a million different reasons for this song too. Hey, uh, there it was. Because so according to her, she was doing an, she did an interview, I believe with Howard Stern, uh, when she was promoting the album and it was like, she had just gotten, she just broke it up with, uh, out of a long term relationship. I don't think it was a divorce. It might've been, but, um, everybody assumed it was about that relationship. And she said, it's not just about that relationship. It's about my relationship with every male I've ever had, including my own father. And so it's weird. Cause you listen to the song and like songs that sound like this, you always go to the, the, yeah. the partner relationship. Right. But like yeah, the to, most relatable thing. Right. But to go to this song, th- like, Oh, this is about her dad or whoever else. Cause yeah. it's about every other male. Like, I don't know. It, it gives it a different, spin and a different feel to it. So yeah. yeah I love Gaga. That's a great and I'm not afraid song. to admit it. At a point. Fight me. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> she's not Adele, but god damn it, she's like mm, right she's there. She's up there. She's hmm I, I love what absolutely she, but, we talked about it, dude. Like her and Miley and shit. I love what they've grown into. Oh, speaking of Miley Moosh. Yeah. So uh I found a TikTok video Okay. describing exactly what you texted me about. Now, I think... Right! Okay, but we all thought that. we Like, it's crazy. So Cyrus's new song, maybe a month or so old, by the time you guys hear this, called Flowers, everybody mm-hmm. hears that damn song as a reply to When I Was Your Man by Bruno Mars. The melody yeah. is so... Fuck- it's not exact, but it's fucking similar, and it just sounds like... like I hope he buys you flowers. He's like, I can buy my own flowers. I hope he holds your hand. Like I can hold my own goddamn hand.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's bonkers to listen to those two like side by side and kind of like, if you have, if you have the luxury of having uh, the ability to have like uh, both songs on each side and you can just play them back to back and side by side and like pan between the two of them. Like, it's amazing to hear the similarities between the two. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's weird. It's on,
1: on unreal. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, there's Gaga. Great shit. What's next? Yeah. Um, I'm going to shake things up a little bit with Vampire Weekend, which I think you gave me shit about before. Because you're like, Vampire Weekend, what is some Twilight bullshit? I don't know. You said something stupid. I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to expect. I can just tell you that... Yeah. My emotion is not overly excited,
1: right? No, and it's it's this isn't going to be another like love touching emotional thing like Lady Gaga song by any means. What I want you to really focus on, you and the listeners, is Vampire Weekend is a very unique band, and if you've never heard of them before, you're in for a treat. And I really implore you to listen to more stuff. I'm not playing one of their big hits. I'm not playing any of their like most popular. Top of the charts because they have been on the top 100. They've been on radio play. They've been all over the you know the world. So is Rebecca Black. Okay. Jesus Christ. Um, (laughs) this song I'm choosing is off their 2010 (laughs) album Contra, which does have some popular hits. Love that game. But the song I'm choosing is White Sky, and I love this song. And what you're getting with this song is everything you should expect from More Vampire Weekend. Okay. Here we go. White Sky Vampire Weekend.
0: That that was. I mean, it's not something I'm gonna listen to, but like it, it, it was, it was good. I I got to be honest with the name Vampire Weekend. I've always avoided it because it it does sound like an emo band. It's
1: it's it, it's not like uh oh god what was that terrible. Wannabe, new metal. Confessed. No, 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 no. <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, was it vamp? Hollywood vampires. Ho- Hollywood, Hollywood undead. Hollywood undead. That yeah. god, that fucking Awful. trash. I hated, hated that band. Yeah, it's not that. Uh, which right. is how I asso- I don't know why I associated those two bands together for some reason, but uh, uh, I, I was just by name.
0: I was happy to see that they had sideshow Bob from The Simpsons featured on here, <laughs> here with this. I can't make the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> what is that thing called Where you like blow into it And you like lower the uh, bottom part And it makes like um, a... <laughs> I can't even do the fucking noise I was actually googling I can't find the that name one? of that The little That one it's, it's something clowns carry I just have a sure. feeling in the, <laughs> Those big something... pants that clowns wear They all have one
1: uh, I don't remember what that A slide whistle A whistle slide what? Slide whistle Slide whistle I don't Slide-wise know if that's it or not, but it should be. Um I like Vampire Weekend. They have a lot of weird music. Uh, I love their use of uh like the space. The they use that stereo. They use left-right panning very well. If you listen with headphones, you're gonna hear a lot of different instruments and tones. Um they draw a lot of influence from like African beats. I yeah, I um, picked up on that. Yeah, a lot of um They say, and I quote, It's just as natural for us to listen to music from Africa as it is to Cream or whoever. There's no reason why Cream should be a bigger part of my heritage. My family is from Eastern Europe, and I grew up in New Jersey. And Clapton, Eric Clapton, is a British guy playing the blues. Like, It's a weird quote. That's from January 7th, 2010, when he's talking to The Guardian newspaper. Mm -hmm. Yeah, The Guardian. So it's just like an interesting, like they draw a lot of influence from other cultures and the beats and sounds, and they kind of implement that into their tone and and quality. And I just, they, they have like a sense of like, um, like mystical, magical ambience to them.
0: And I really like it. Yeah. You know, I, I I don't think it's cultural appropriation to be influenced and build on things and and make something your own. But just a reminder, Steven Seagal,
1: (laughs) C- certainly <laughs> <laughs>
0: committed.
1: Oh man. Oh God. That was a hate crime. Dude, you guys. <laughs> that song was a hate crime.
0: If you guys missed the. They did what episode from. <laughs> Wait, oh, was that last Lord. week?
1: That was last week. Oh, fucking. <laughs> Steven awful. Seagal, man. Dude, I, t- I, I, <laughs> I told my buddy about, like, when we made that discovery, I was like, dude. Have you heard of Steven Seagal? We just put it on an episode. <laughs> it's going to come out in you know in a, in a couple weeks or whatever. You got to hear this before it releases. And so he listened to the entire album. Oh. And he goes, "Dude, this is the best thing I've ever listened no, to." And I'm like, "Oh, he didn't." I was like, "But like the best thing? You mean like LOL JK raffle maw? Like it's not not really the That's the best thing you've ever listened to?" And he's like, "Bro, it's so funny." And I'm like, "Oh. Oh my god. All right. All right. Wait. Do I know this guy? You do.
0: I have a guess.
1: <laughs> <sighs>
0: I have a strong, strong suspicion. Yeah. <laughs> well, you you were talking about uh, you know we we're talking about Vampire Weekend and Hollywood Undead, and uh, my next pick is somebody that looks like Hollywood Undead and could practice being a vampire on the weekends.
1: I'm fairly certain he is undead. If it's the same person I'm thinking of, Marilyn Manson. D- definitely not alive. <laughs> He's,
0: he's there very, is no way. That very man much is alive breathing. and all over the news, but we're not here to talk about that. We talk about music only. So before I hear, oh my god, Mike, you're tone deaf. How could you play? Because I don't fucking care. We're here to talk about music. Because I'm tone deaf. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, and you know what? We can blame Brad for this. So if you got hate, we'll blame Brad. But first, let's hear the song. This is. The Mephistopheles of Los Angeles, off of the Pale Emperor <laughs> album.
1: Okay, all right. <clears throat> it wasn't. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed all of it except for his voice. <laughs> <laughs> Everything, like I love that song. As hell No, you. You know what I noticed? I, I don't even. I don't even know how to do it. But no, no. I, I, It only furthers my point that Marilyn Manson is not alive. He's clearly a zombie. Well, okay. So first little note here. Uh,
0: Mephistopheles is a demon from German folklore. So he's the... And it translates to Mephisto. So who's like the devil in Marvel comics, right? So yeah, we played Diablo. Yeah, there you go. So uh he he's the devil of Los Angeles, which could take on a whole new meaning given uh, you know, the last few years with Marilyn Manson. But sticking <laughs> with his music, so you're talking about like his voice. Like one weird thing that he does on this album, the next album, and his last album, We Are Chaos, is um after he finishes the word towards like the end of a verse about to go into a chorus, there's like a Uh, Like at the end Kind of like Sideshow Bob when he growls Like back to Sideshow Bob (laughs) Like uh, uh, What what was it Shit There was was, I had it There was a line in there where he does that There's always like he finishes the word But then there's like uh, (laughs) Like at the end I don't know why He (laughs) does it on all three albums Now the reason I said you can blame Brad for this Okay Yeah Now, this was 2015. This album just came out. I have never listened to Marilyn Manson aside from his cover of Sweet Dreams, because I do not like the original Sweet Dreams song by the Eurythmics. Not my thing. I don't enjoy it, but I love his cover. And that's it. That was the extent. I had heard the Beautiful People and Antichrist Superstar stuff like I'd heard it in passing. Never listened to it. Never liked it. Honestly, Marilyn was a little too weird for me, but Brad, I I told Brad that I needed new music to listen to, that I've been in my classic rock box and and metal box for too long. And so, you know, when you shake a metal box with a bunch of rocks in it,
1: it starts to rust. Right. Exactly.
0: So I needed something new. And so Mm -hmm. Brad gave me two things to listen to. He gave me the Deftones and he gave me this album. And I got Hmm. hooked. My wife loves this album. Like, one one of her favorite rock songs of all time is on this album. It wasn't this one. It was Third Day of a Seven Day Binge because the fucking guitar riff in that song is just... Hmm. Anyway, uh, I love Marilyn's last three albums. And I I would say, if you are able to separate uh, the person from the, the artist... And just listen to the music. Um, Because, you know, uh, Eminem made three songs about murdering his wife. Um, I love Eminem's music. That doesn't mean I think he's a good person. I don't fucking know the guy. (laughs) That's the point. Right? Right. All right. So here's the thing. If you can separate uh, it and you listen to it, his last three albums are very, very different than everything else he did before that, which is stuff I did not enjoy. But like when this song came on the acoustic version, at the end of one of the Netflix The Punisher
1: episodes, oh fuck, that was. <clears throat> There's that noise mm. there. again. <clears throat> my my favorite um, uh, reimagination of Marilyn Manson is from uh, Family Guy. I loved ha- when they brought Marilyn Manson on to Family Guy. It was like for like one or they brought him a couple times, but like the first time, like it's just he's so well spoken he's just a nice guy he's just a little weird but like i don't have you ever seen that uh i i'm sure i have but oh I'm man i will have, we'll not... have to find a clip it's it's so funny like he like of course peter griffin does like a flashback of marilyn manson and marilyn manson just kind of like walks in he's like super normal like just casually talking to peter about whatever the situation was and it just like it was it was nice. It was a, it was a funny uh, moment. Yeah, I mean, you
0: know, when you see, we were talking about, um, I forget what the episode was, but you brought up like D. Snyder going to car- uh, Congress, uh, and like yeah. I think he was wearing like a pink tank top and his hair was all fucked up and everything, and he's sitting yeah, there and yeah, he's yeah. Just, like schooling these congressmen. Like, there's clips of Manson doing that on news shows and political programs and shit like that. Where, but I mean, the thing is, is, like you never fucking know these people, which is why I am never surprised when I hear. That a great artist or any artist for that matter is possibly al- allegedly a piece of shit. <laughs> it doesn't matter yeah. to me. I don't care. As far as I'm concerned, if somebody like, I don't like we were talking about R. Kelly, right? I don't like yeah. I don't like R Kelly. All right we We're talking about R. Kelly on the New Year's episode with Brad. I don't fucking like R Kelly. I believe I can fly is an amazing fucking song, not one that I listen to, but I can acknowledge it, all right? But sure. the thing is is like, What's more insulting when somebody gets locked up and you can still enjoy the shit they put out while
1: they're being punished. And for they whatever. still collect royalties. Do right. they?
0: Don't you have yeah. to give that up? I don't know. I don't think so. Either fucking way. I don't I guess this is my long way of saying I don't give a fuck. All right? Anyway. All right. Fair play. Great play. album.
1: This is a no-skip album for me. I will have to give it a go. <laughs> Cause there was some that I had Where? um I was going to put Post Malone on my list. He was on my list, but he didn't make the cut. I love Post Malone. Every song I've heard from him has been a banger. I really enjoy it. I haven't heard a lot though, to clarify. And Yeah. I want to make it a point, especially after this episode and after making this list, to just listen to like all of Post Malone. I want to listen to everything he's got. And I I just want to I know that there's good like every time I see him on like TikTok or social media, YouTube, and, like, there's a, a video of him, like, rocking out at, like, a Shania Twain concert. Like, dude, like, Post Malone don't give a fuck. Like, he's here to have a good time. He's stoned. Break his elbow stoned. on stage. He's breaking his elbow. He's <laughs> here to have a good time. He don't give a fuck. And I love that. And so I wanted to put him on the list. But then I was sitting here with my son. My son's 10. And he, I was like, oh, I'm making a list for the 2010s. He's like, oh, you should put AJR in there. And I was like, oh, I do like AJR. It's one of the songs, it's one of these bands that uh, my son had told me about. He's like, Oh, I like AJR. And I was like, Who that? <laughs> and AJR are three brothers from, I think, New Jersey or New York. I don't really know a whole lot about them. So there's not one uh, junior,
0: there's, there's three juniors.
1: There's three So it's not, an a, it's not AJR, it should be 3JR. Got it. I think it stands for each one of their names. That's why it's all capitalized. Anyway, Alex, they Juan, were having and Romeo. Got it. There you go. Right. <laughs> I don't think that's it. I could look it up. Um, but the song I chose is a song called Sober Up, and it features Rivers Cuomo, and obviously from Weezer. And I guess AGR was having a hard time coming up with the rest like a hook or a chorus for the song. They had just the basics, and Rivers Cuomo of Weezer had discovered like agr on the radio i was like these guys are great they sound a bit like weezer if i was 20 years old again this is the kind of shit i would want to be making and writing uh they nice. ended up contacting each other and agr was like dude we love weezer uh would you finish a song for us and rivers was like of course i'll do that for you and so they got together they made sober up this is off of the click album which i believe was 2017 and this is a fun song That was interesting. What'd you think? You like it? I I
0: can see why kids like it. Um, It was, (laughs) it it was, it was very like happy, like the, the guitar, uh, just the, the tempo and stuff like that. But it's also, the the lyrics are a bit depressingly reminiscent.
1: Yeah. I mean, like if you're 12 years
0: old and wanting to feel again, like, (laughs)
1: It, I mean, damn. it's about, um, it's about feeling, uh, puppy love or like that, that first yeah. elementary school crush is what, how he described it. Um, and by he, I mean the brothers, and I looked this up, we have Adam, Jack and Ryan, uh, Metzger or they go by Met.
0: Three brothers. Adam, Jack and Ryan. I was way yep. off.
1: Samson and I, um, and they're from Manhattan, New York. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they oh, man, I was going to buy tickets to go see them in 2020 before the pandemic blew up. Um, Because my son, like I said, my son was a big fan of them, or he still is a big fan of them, And I was like, oh, it's going to be our, his first concert. Oh, shit. You know, he, I think, what, 2020, he was seven, eight years old. And <clears throat> I was like, oh, it's big. His first big concert. We're going to go together. It's going to be a great time. I think they're coming, like, right around his birthday. It was going to be, it was perfect. And then pandemic And everything would just Shut the fuck down And like <laughs>
0: Has he well, been has he, I
1: guess we could just Watch him on YouTube <laughs> Has he been to his first concert yet?
0: No Oh man What was yours? Wicked depressing What was your first like Not festival But like real concert?
1: Oh uh... Like, I mean, how big? Because I've been to, like, local bands and, like, clubs and stuff I, like that. I, I as, would like, say a I'm a band that
0: people have actually, like, heard of.
1: Let's see. I'm trying to think of something that's before 2005, because I saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers in 05, and I was a teenager. I wonder... I also saw Doors of the 21st Century. We talked about that. Yeah. Uh, Incubus didn't come out till later. I don't think I saw them till. I was over 18. I'm going to go with Chili Peppers. Not a bad first concert. And that was 05 for the uh, Las Vegas Centennial. They had a big show there. Yeah, I think so. My my wife's
0: first concert was Green Day in Oakland. Um, Oh, damn. Yeah, she saw Green Day with Jimmy Eat World uh, when she was. Oh, shit. I think in her first, like, year or two of high school, like, before we met her, maybe junior high. Um,
1: yeah, they were at their prime. Yeah. Or not Green. Well, Green Day, yeah, I guess, was too. But, I mean, this Jimmy was... Eat World was, like, I mean, what, 2003, 2002? I think so. Because, like, that's when Jimmy Eat World was, like, huge, huge. Yeah. And, I mean, they waited.
0: It just took some time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mine though uh I don't I don't know the first concert I went to with somebody that was uh, uh for someone that was notable uh, was everclear who was huge in the 90s I don't know if you've ever listened to Everclear if you know who they are
1: I know who they are I could probably recognize the song if you played it but I yeah. don't uh listen yeah to
0: and and then uh probably I'm trying to think like the first like headliner like big ass massive concert was probably Slipknot. I saw... Uh, okay. Yeah, it was Slipknot and Disturbed at the Rockstar Mayhem Festival.
1: Um, You know what? I that doesn't change that 2005, it's still a bit later than that. I think in 2006, I saw Styx. Oh, yeah. Um, they came and had like a reunion tour type thing. Um, I saw a Pink Floyd cover band, like a, Big production Pink Floyd cover band called um Aussie Floyd and their Pink Floyd cover band from Australia. Oh they that's were cool. really good.
0: I don't I don't um, know if they're still a thing, but in the Pacific Northwest, there's um Hells Bellis. It is an all-female oh. ACDC cover band, and they fucking kick ass, dude. That's awesome. They are the the fucking <laughs> bass player was like eight months pregnant, sitting in a no. chair on the stage just Rocking the fuck out. We saw them oh at the Clearwater Casino uh in well, oh, what city is that? It's out it's outside of uh uh one of my favorite cities one of my favorite cities of all of all time. Um Paulsbow. But I think the town is Kingston.
1: Oh Kingston. It's yeah. like the
0: last town you hit before you hop the ferry to go to like Bainbridge Island. Um Right. Yeah. That dude, they were badass. That was probably that's probably the best cover band I've ever seen. Yeah. They they I,
1: I saw um the big uh the big Beatles cover band. Oh the Fab um, Four. The, the Fab the Fab Four Yeah, or we the saw fab... them together. Yeah. The
0: Fab Four, yeah.
1: <clears throat> yeah. That that was fun. Uh when I went to Well, I saw another one that was in Vegas. It was I don't know if it was the Fab Four, but it was another big cover band of the Beatles and they did the whole they're outfit pretty, change and everything.
0: They're they're pretty like world renowned. Like they travel no, all okay, over the place. Be. And they're based in Denver. And what? I actually got to like work with them. Uh, every summer for like oh, three, no for like three years. Yeah. Oh, so like oh, we, I mean, we yeah. saw them in Southern California me, you, yeah, and a uh, few of our friends or whatever. And then like two years later, I end up in Denver and I find out that the place that I work hosts them every, every year, every summer f- for oh, like shit. one big ass concert. Yeah, no, they were amazing.
1: Um, I saw smash mouth <laughs> at like a, uh, <laughs> At like a, a parking lot fair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it definitely wasn't in their prime. You know, we weren't walking on the sun. It was like, you know, walking on cold, wet grass. <laughs>
0: oh, man. And, we, you know, Legan Park performed in a Best Buy parking lot once. I mean, many bands have that have a story like that. Uh, yeah,
1: but this isn't before they were popular. This is oh. far after they were popular. <laughs> this is like they're post still, like, in the early post mid, Shrek <laughs> Post Shrek, they're all over po- the place. Was it post? I don't- when did Shrek come out? Uh, early 2000s? two thousands, ninety 2001. two
0: thousand, two thousand one. I'm gonna say two
1: thousand 2000. So I guess it was post. It must have been post
0: Shrek. I'm gonna say two thousand two thousand one. Let- Let's see. They weren't selling out stadiums, that's for sure. <laughs> I don't know if they ever sold out a... St- 2001, dude, on the money. Oh, God. Yeah, but speaking of bands <laughs> that you could have saw, but for whatever reason you didn't see, uh huh. it's not the person I'm about to mention, which is Bruno Mars, off the oh, okay. Doo-Wops and Hooligans al- uh, album, Runaway Baby, his debut album. Uh yeah. I-, I got a story for this. And it's going to involve okay. the Foo Fighters. Oh. But let's listen to the song first. Here we go.
1: Okay. Oh, man. What? I know I've heard that album, and I've listened to it a, a few times. I don't remember that song. Oh, it's... But s- this is a bop, man. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. nice. No, totally. That was fun. It was a doo-wop with hooligans. Uh, oh. Yeah, no, it—that's it, a catchy song. Honestly, I, I feel—I feel like that is a perfect song for like a, um, like some like maybe cartoony or action film comedy uh, <laughs> montage of like you know people running through different door like a Scooby Doo kind of like you know, <laughs> run, run, run away, run away, baby. like. Just the whole like running through doors and going every which way, running from the cops. There's sirens in the background. There's like, got to oh. be
0: sirens in the back. Actually, there is a. Siren well, there was sirens. There was sirens in the
1: background. was like, it was fitting. I, you know, somebody sliding across the hood of a car. You know, like that was <laughs> Starsky and Hutch.
0: Yeah, exactly. Miami Vice. Yeah. I. Oh. So here's the thing. I have not heard that song in quite a while. I didn't even listen to it before I put it on the list. So it, it, that was the first time I've heard it in quite some time. Yeah, but. I I didn't put this song on here because it's my favorite Bruno Mars song. It certainly is not. Okay?
1: No, no, you've got we've got some great. I mean, I know you and I share a lot of love. Don't get me started. For Bruno Mars mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. For I'm I'm going to leave the door open. Oh. Mm. oh God. God damn. Right. But like, and I was going to put some Silk Sonic on here, but they didn't come out till like 2020.
0: Yeah. Or 21. Yeah. And we got seven years before we can do the, <laughs> the 2020s, third of the 20s. God. But, all right. So... Years of
1: academy training wasted.
0: <laughs> so there's a reason why I chose this song, though. All right? Uh huh. So I move to Ventura. I'm, I'm new to L.A., all right? And just after you and I met, or just before, one of the two, uh, my wife's brother comes down, and he's never... Ran around LA. He's been to Disneyland and shit, but he's never really like gone around Los Angeles. So we're just driving around on like a random Sunday around LA and we went to like, right. dude, have you ever been to the Guitar Center in LA? Uh,
1: there's a couple. Which one? The
0: one that has the rock and roll, uh, Walk of Fame in Hollywood. Is it in Hollywood?
1: It's like, it, it's like there's, two, there's one in Hollywood. It's two stories,
0: sure. it's fucking massive. And there's, like, there's the Walk of Fame with, like, uh, the handprints and shit.
1: I want to say yes, it's, but I don't it,
0: recall. It, it's awesome. So, anyway, we were, around, we were we were doing all that, and then we decided to park our car and walk around, and we just see this massive crowd. We don't know why, but we see this massive crowd. So, we got, start going towards the crowd, and everybody's, like, looking around and, like, walking to the Kodak Theater, and I'm like... Is there an award show? And yeah, it's the fucking Grammys. So we're, we're like right outside where the, the Grammys are happening. Uh, but they haven't yeah. started yet. It's the middle of the day. And like I'm standing at the stoplight and all of a sudden iced tea and cocoa pull up. And they're like, <laughs> wait, we're like, what the fuck? I, I think this is actually before we realized it was the Grammys. And then after iced tea and cocoa pull away, the motherfucking boss shows up. No. Yeah, no joke, dude. The boss fucking showed up with his wife. Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen's bro. I'm telling oh. you, born in the USA. God. Damn. God damn. I mean, if he asked me to go dancing in the dark, oh, I would. Messages keep getting clearer. <laughs> 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 so, like, so the the boss drives by. Around this time is when we figure out that oh, the Grammys are happening here. Um, so we're like we're not going to like sneak into the Grammys. We're definitely not dressed for it. We're in like shorts and t-shirts and shit. Um, but I'm like, it's Hollywood. We we need to be over there for some reason. And we got approached by this person that was like, Hey, Mm -hmm. you guys want to come inside? And we're like, yeah, yes. Okay. Go over here and stand in this line. Like what the fuck? We're going into the Grammys bro. What the fuck is this shit? And so we're standing there, we're all, like, super excited. No, they, they took us into the the Nokia Theater, which is a smaller theater right next to the Kodak, and we're watching the <laughs> Grammys. stole your kidney. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still looking for that fucking thing. And, yeah. and they sat us in this fucking theater, and we are watching the Grammys next door on a Jumbotron with fucking state-of-the-art, uh, like, uh, speakers and... Shit. It, w- it was amazing. And the cool thing was, is I don't know if the Grammys still do it, or maybe they stopped doing it in 2020 for obvious reasons and haven't done it since. I don't know. But there's always, like, the rooftop crowd where they, like, right. for commercial breaks or whatever, they have a band playing there and a huge crowd on this rooftop. And yeah. so right before the Grammys started, the woman walks up in front of all of us, and there's, like, there's like 40 of us sitting in this theater And she's like, okay, so you guys can stay here and watch the Grammys. There's like concessions here, bathrooms there, whatever. And you guys can watch it in this theater. But at some point we're going to come and uh, select you guys, depending on what seat you're in. Um, And we have four performances happening and you'll get to see one of those performances before you guys leave. I cannot tell you who they are. And so I'm like, what the fuck? So the first one comes out and it's fucking dead mouse, which I'm like, Oh shit. I know you would be excited. I was like, oh, "Oh, yeah. Good. Cool. I didn't get picked for that one." I know. Oh, you dude, you would be a much better person now if you were. Well, these two motherfuckers, okay, <laughs> my wife and her brother cut from the same goddamn cloth. They get bored. And I'm like, "We are in Los Angeles. The Grammys are right across like this alleyway, and we Gosh. are sitting here Are you fucking? So we left. What? And we get home. Now, the Grammys are happening live and shit, but there's a bit of a delay. When we get home.
1: (sighs) (laughs) It pans to where you were (laughs) sitting. Where you were sitting and it's just some dumbasses
0: fucking left and missed their chance to go on the rooftop and watch the Foo Fighters. Because the Foo Fighters are the band that we would have gotten picked for. Because yeah. the other three had already gone. it was Dead Mouse, somebody else, somebody else, and then the fourth band was the one that we were going to go out there for, but we left because it was Dead Mouse and two other people we didn't, like none of us really cared about. But when we got home, and I'm watching the Grammys, it was the Foo Fighters that closed out that concert, and we
1: missed it. Oh. So where's my where's our breakup playlist? This obviously you got divorced. Feelings. I was going to say obviously you got divorced. Oh my god, dude. Clearly. I
0: told you. You have to you have to break involved. up and get back together all the time just to, you know, keep things fresh and moving. So there's Holy why shit. I played a Bruno Mars song. It's because I was pissed off that I didn't get to see the Foo Fighters and this is long before I eventually did see the Foo Fighters like I was talking about earlier. So, yeah. <laughs> that's what happened. So the next time you end up in a theater, Watching the Grammys don't fucking leave.
1: Right. Moving on. This has made me angry. Oh, well, I <laughs> hope that my next pick will cheer you up. I hope so. I don't know how familiar you are um, with Frank Ocean. But I know you know who Andre 3000 is.
0: Who? Andre 3000. I don't go above a ton. It's a ton <laughs> max.
1: Not Andre the Giant. Andre, uh, I was going to say a ton is enough, Andre, for me. <laughs> no, from Outcast, of course. Uh, Frank Ocean was huge in the early 2010s. Yep, um, blew away his whole album. Uh, Channel Orange was amazing. It's an amazing album. This actually helped get me into more and more hip hop, and for that we thank him. Uh, <laughs> this song is gr- this song. Someone is a had journey, man, like it's it's so good. Like it starts off so mellow and cool. And then evolves and grows. And I got some fun little tidbits. This is Ooh, Pink tidbits. Matter. Tidbits. Pink Matter by Frank Ocean off of Channel Orange. Dude. Yeah. I, I want this on vinyl. Dude. That was a Channel trip. Orange is a great Holy album. Shit. That might be a no-skip album for me. I mean, each song is its own... Journey and world, and I love the ambient feel. I love like the bass that that boom bam, like that slap yeah. bass that came in like halfway through the song at like three minutes or whatever. Fun fact, I said I had tidbits. Uh first off, my favorite line is thick girls were made for cuddling. Like when he said that, I always laugh every time. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that. Love that line. Um tidbit number one. Uh, Andre three thousand of Outcast mm-hmm. played the guitar on this record. Oh, on this, on him this track.
0: and Big Boy were both like cr- are both crazy jazz musicians. Jazz, yeah, yeah, they're nuts. Yeah, yeah.
1: So that was fun to hear or to read about. And then he references uh, Frank Ocean references Majin Buu um, as like when he's talking about pink, pink matter. Yeah, Majin Buu is from Dragon Ball Z, and I just oh, love really? that reference. It's just it's I such didn't a weird like. That was. Yeah, he just, like, when he says that, I was like, Majin Buu from Dragon Ball Z? And, like, he talks, like, the the, the, the kind of concept that he's talking about here is, like, that he's talking to his sensei, and they start sparring, and, like, they're talking about life and uh, philosophy and going on. It's it's such a interesting way. Like, if, if you pull up the lyrics when you're listening to this track, like, it's such a weird interesting journey and it kind of like makes you think in a different perspective about life and how to perceive one another. It's very cool. I love it. I love Frank Ocean.
0: I really enjoyed that. That was great. And you know, I like, I haven't listened to outcast a long time, but I'll tell you what I do miss. I miss
1: Andre 3000 acting. Have you ever seen him in a movie? I think so. So if not a movie, definitely some TV series that he's been in. I know he's done some stuff. I'll give you a comedy and a drama, okay. where he's fantastic in both,
0: okay? The first one, the drama, four brothers. Him, Mark Wahlberg, Tyrese Gibson, uh, what uh, G- Gloria from... Um, uh, oh, I got Gloria. Uh, uh, what, what is her... Yeah. Fuck, what's her name? <laughs> I I can I see her name. Remember. Sophia Vergara. Yeah. There it uh, is. Who else is... Uh, fucking... Um, Terrence Howard, uh, yeah, there's, there's a ton of actors in this movie It's a great fucking, it, it's, it. It, it's not Academy Award or anything like that It's an action movie, it's a John Singleton movie And it opens up to Marvin Gaye's uh, fucking Inner City Blues Which, mm, great movie, Andre 3000's in it, fantastic There's that, and then the comedy <laughs> is Be Cool With uh, sh- too many actors to name Vince Vaughn, The Rock, John Travolta, Harvey Keitel, fucking Cedric the Entertainer, oh geez. shit, <laughs> Uma Thurman, who the fuck Stacked. else? Is, who the fuck else is in that movie? There are a ton of actors in that movie. It's I don't know if you ever saw Get Shorty, which came out in, like '96. Uh, okay, nope. It's a comedy about the 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 movie industry. Um, And then the, the sequel to that is called be cool. It came out in like 2003 and it's about the music business and there's some funny ass parts in that movie, especially with Andre 3000 who plays Dabu and he is fucking hilarious. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. It's neither one of these movies are top tier. They're just, they're, they're both fun. The the drama yeah. is a fun, if not like fun. It's a cool drama to watch, and then the comedy uh, be cool is like this is a fun movie to watch. But I gotta say that like I'm proud of you. Thanks. Look at you.
1: I I made a discovery.
0: You made a discovery, <laughs> and I've never done a dive into Frank Ocean. Uh, but I'm all about diving into Pink
1: Matter right now. That sounded cool. I liked it. <laughs> Pun intended. It, it's just interesting. Yeah. It's just interesting to hear because there are some hip hop and artists that I do enjoy. Um, like we've discussed before, a lot of like underground, like a lot of like Nujibes, uh, rest in peace. He did a lot of beats in making for like that in the early 2000s. I don't know if I brought him up in that episode, in the 2000s episode. I don't know. I but... heard
0: you. I, I've heard you mention his name before.
1: Yeah. He did a lot of uh, beats and stuff for for un- more, more uh, underground artists hip hop artists and rappers. Yeah, I'll have to And so there listen is there is like a there is like a, a portion of hip hop that I really truly love listening to. I just haven't like found that subgenre because there's there's a lot that I just don't care for.
0: I I think so. uh this is more like what I just heard it reminds me of some of Drake's um, yeah,
1: I enjoy Drake. Yeah, That's There's yeah. another a song that called like? "Like
0: Coming Home" and "The Furthest Thing" and stuff like that. I, I don't. I I think you have a problem relating to rap, which is why I like West Coast shit is has ne, yeah. never been your thing. I um, and I think you like uh, the ability to sing and and rap, like the songs that feature both of those things, which is why. Outcast wouldn't be it wouldn't be too far out of your territory. Yeah. That I think I would, you would say enjoy. my
1: favorite my favorite Drake song and I think oh this came out in twenty thirteen oh, I could have put this on the list I didn't even think about it uh, Drake from Nothing Was the Same which is a great I album. I love that album it's my favorite Drake album uh, yeah mine too uh, from Time um, it's Drake and Janae Aiko I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right you're probably not but, I don't know man. <laughs> <laughs> that that from time is a fantastic song, and I I think my favorite song on the, all the, that the the album bonus tracks because that's a great track.
0: I, I think my favorite song on that album is for this thing. Like I love the the transition from from rap to vocal work that he does. I just I think it's yeah. great. But hold on, we're going home. That's Woo! the one you. That's notes? what I was thinking of. Like like when yeah. I was listening to this song, I was actually thinking of hold on, we're going home, and that's like. That's the niche of hip-hop that I think you need to explore a bit more. more because, you know, like, Tupac ain't gonna be it for you. But I'm proud of you no. for coming out your element.
1: Aw, bitch.
0: This takes me to my next track, Kendrick Lamar, off of another no-skip album that I have on this list today. damn. It's my Dang. Now, a lot oh. of people will say to Pimp a Butterfly, the album before this one is Kendrick's best album. It's actually my maybe fourth favorite, I don't know. I I, I don't know if I can put it up against
1: his newest album. Now, but uh, before before you play the track, Kendrick Lamar uh Element on his damn record. Yeah, <laughs> his damn, his record. damn record. Uh do you have any hip hop uh vinyl? Cuz I know you've been trying to like you've been growing your your collection. Not yet. But Chronic, yet. 2000,
0: and mm-hmm. Doggy Style are at the top of my hip hop list. I want both of those albums.
1: I'm very curious to hear how hip hop sounds, like with all the bass and and like tones that hip hop typically uses, and like that genre of sound. I would hope how it plays through on like a vinyl record, because I'm just I'm so. I would hope seeing is how hip hop is primarily
0: electronic sounds and started with records that right. it will sound amazing, but I don't know. I've never listened to a hip hop vinyl.
1: I yeah, I don't think I, I'm I, keen to hear about it.
0: Yeah. So, uh, th- those two, Oh, and all eyes on me. Fucking those, those are my top three. Those are the three albums I'm waiting on. Um, yeah, but, uh, there were three no skip albums that I experienced in the latter half of the 2010s. Uh, Pale Emperor, Marilyn Manson being one of them Damn being one of them And then another album that I've already featured on the show a few times Gore by the Deftones Those were right. the albums I played fucking front to back And still do every once in a while So this is Element Kendrick Lamar Damn Yeah I interesting. fucking love that album Oh my god So look If there's anybody out there that somehow like Moosh has not experienced Kendrick Lamar, let me tell you, that is one of like a dozen different vocal styles that he has. Like he's kind of high pitched a little bit, a little nasally on this one. And other ones he's like lower and gruff, like, man. But like this, dude, this album like U two is on this album. He's got a song with U two, the Bono, the, Bo- the Bono, yes,
1: the Bono. Yeah,
0: he actually performed it at the Grammys, and like U two came out and like did their part. Um, huh? What was what was the other thing? There's oh, there's just like the songs on here like Loyalty with him and Rihanna, where uh, they won best best rap single, I think for that. Um,
1: I mean, like I'll I'll give it a go. I'll, I mean, it's not. That didn't do it for me. That did nothing. That did nothing for me. Like it was fine, uh, but I, I mean, I'll give it. I'll give it a listen. I'll you know what this is making me think of? I don't. Don't
0: waste it. Should we force feed each other again? Oh, Open the hand. Yeah, we could. I think. I think we could.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was, <laughs>
0: that was not a pre-recorded sound effect. God damn, Moosh. No, that that was me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um
1: yeah I'm pretty good at those I I guess.
0: Uh there is, so there's the last track on this 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 album is almost a concept album almost. But there's uh the last track on this album I think it's called Duckworth. His dad's like nickname was Ducky. And okay. Uh there's um Oh fuck, why am I blanking on his name? It's his it's um It's Kendrick Lamar's like Partner in crime Like What is his name Fuck I do not J-Rock know. I think it's J-Rock ah, God I'm, I'm totally fucking that up Anyway There's a guy That is That uh, Kendrick has uh, Like Has like partnered with He, he was on um, Money Trees and, and shit off the Good Kid Mad City album And on The track called Duckworth At the end of this album He tells a story About this guy Named Ducky that worked at a KFC And then there was this fucking like Real fucking gangster like in that area That would come in and Ducky like Recognize him as like being Somebody of importance in that In that area and would like Hook him up with KFC All the time uh, because mm-hmm. The KFC got robbed several times And he knew it was Jeez. this guy so He was like hooking him up every time he would come in So the guy didn't like Commit the robbery and then they they all move on, and then years and years go by, and uh, the two of them meet again when they realize that they're the parents, they're the dads of Kendrick, and uh, I want to say again, I think it's J Rock, who like, and shit could have gone so fucking bad. Like the song ends with the lyrics of like, because um, if he would have killed Ducky. Uh, Top Dog, that's his name All right, I got it from the (laughs) lyric Top Dog could be Serving Life While (laughs) I did something and died in a gunfight Like, crazy fucking story And it's, yeah, it's I'll put the fucking, I'll put the track on the bonus list But, um, dude, this whole album Is fucking I love this album Humble? Oh, shit Sit down, bitch, be humble
1: (laughs) I fucking love this
0: album, dude And I love Good Kid, Mad City, too
1: yeah, I mean, like I said, I'll I'll give a listen. I've not, I know we've I've heard a couple Kendrick Lamar songs. I couldn't name them, but they they were fine. It's not like it's something I was like, oh, this is terrible. It's just not. It just doesn't do it for me. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: I know. It's not in that singing ish. Yeah, it's not. It's not hip enough. It's I, I, it's it's not jazz hop.
1: Like I love that. Like that jazz. Sure. Like you said, that jazz element of hip hop. Um, when they blend those two genres together, it is. Well, yes, and, yes, and yes, like it.
0: one of the things that people like me love about Kendrick is he's got a lot of that 90s West Coast influence in his music, which is the stuff we already discussed that just does not resonate with you um, right so i I wouldn't recommend you diving into Kendrick, but I think Kendrick is probably like one of the one of the better rappers, if not the best rapper of this current generation. I'm not gonna put him. Like you're taking Eminem and Jay Z and and a few of the other ones out. Like Kendrick is like on his way to that status.
1: Okay, fascinating. Yeah,
0: fascinating.
1: What are you closing Look, this us out with? This has been fun. I have one song left. Yes, you do. And I I purposely close this uh, chose this song as my closer because it's not it's not a band that I listen to enough, or a group. It's two guys. It is the brilliant mind of uh, James Mercer who's from the Shins. One of my all-time favorite bands. Oh, yeah. Love the Shins. Um, And Danger Mouse. Great producer. Done a bunch of work. Wait. When Danger 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 overtook
0: that mouse, did he become Dead Mouse? No. Dead Mouse isn't dead because of the danger? No. I can't keep up with mice, Lord. Separate mice. Of mice and men, I I
1: can't do it. No. (laughs) Separate mice. Don't go calling Mickey or Minnie. They're not involved. Uh (laughs) Separate... Separate Mice. Uh Danger Mouse is a very good uh very popular uh producer. He's done a bunch of work all throughout the early 2000s and the 90s. Um he and James Mercer of The Shins got together. I think in like I want to say 2009 they had their like debut album. Um I think it was just called Broken Bells. Anyway, fantastic album. They had like a couple big hits that got a bunch of radio play. Um The High Road was one of them. Um the song I'm choosing is called Lazy Wonderland, and it's off their, um, I think this is a 2014 record called uh, After the Disco. Yeah, 2014. And uh, the, the single from this album was Holding On For, or Holding On To Life. Holding on for life. Something like that. It's really high pitch. James Mercer sings really high. And this one, he doesn't. He kind of does both a little bit. It's a great song. It's more (laughs) mellow. It's kind of more on that Pink Matter type of flow. Oh, okay. Um, But the beats are all written by uh, Danger Mouse, and then James Mercer writes the lyrics and everything. And originally, these lyrics were going to be for a Shin song, but that Shin song never got made. So he just took leftover lyrics that never got used, put them on this song. Anyway... This is, a, I like this song. I like this song. I, I can tell. This is a
0: lot. Like, you're making my introduction sound short. <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> Broken Bells. The song is Lazy Wonderland off of After the Disco. That's nice. I enjoy that song so much. I I think I know why you enjoy that song. Because it's reminiscent of, like, hanging out at the beach. And like camping on the beach, I'm talking more of the sound than the poetry of it. Oh, uh,
0: he sounds at least in this song very similar to John Lennon. And those are some Ringo Starr fills on the drums that I got yeah. heavy, like Beatles vibes listening to that. Like, overall, yeah. it, it didn't sound like a Beatles song, but like his vocals and the way those drums were at certain parts, I'm like. I'm listening to him, and I'm like, who the fuck does he remind me of? I'm like, oh, shit. He reminds me of Lennon.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say John Lennon, per se. Definitely, like, Sean Lennon, which, again, I could have... Well, that's early 2000s. Sean Lennon had some great stuff come out in, like, 04, 03. And then Julian Lennon had some stuff in, like, the late 80s, early 90s. I got two Julian Lennon uh, vinyl, believe it or not. (laughs) But, uh... Out of the two Lennons, I do prefer Sean Lennon. I just connect more with his sound and tone. Yeah. I like I, his indie indie kind of sound, which I mean, James Mercer of the Shins and Broken Bells kinda emulates that very well.
0: Yeah, I I, I haven't listened to a whole lot of, of John Lennon's kids uh projects, but no, I uh I enjoyed that. That was that was I, I think I've actually with the with the exception, Vampire Weekend being being the lowest, but not that I like disliked it, but I think Mm. I've liked everything you've put on this list. Like that was great. Cage the Elephants was, was was good. Uh, and then talk about that pink matter though. I mean, shit.
1: (laughs) Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, like I said, I wanted to put post Malone was on my list. Um, young, the giant was on my list. I've covered one of his songs before one of their songs. Um, actually I've shown that to you when we were doing songs back and forth. Yeah. And singing and stuff like that. I did a uh, cough syrup. I I That's almost a great track.
0: I almost cheated because as I was saying earlier, this was this is the hardest list I've had to put together, and I almost cheated. I almost put a song from Metallica S and M two on here because while S two came out in 2020, I saw it in 2019. And was going to grab one of the songs that they performed to put it on here, and I'm like, all right, I'm only going to do that if I cannot, yeah, think of something to, else.
1: If you want to go, if you want to go that way, uh, "White Sky" by Vampire Vampire Weekend actually was played live in 2009, but didn't release on any platform or any CD or anything until 2010. Interesting. So technically, I think they played it in November. November, October, November On like the Jimmy Kimmel show They played White Sky Live This is
0: Yeah, but you know We do pretty good with these fucking lists, man We are, you know, once again All over the place We got, we got like yeah. Newer West Coast rap And hip hop We got pop Between uh, Cage the Elephant the
1: AJR and, yeah. yeah,
0: and then, you know, we got I don't know if you can put Manson in metal He's, like nowadays He's more like hard rock And then, like we Actually, we were very pop heavy because now I'm looking at Bruno Gaga. Mars and Gaga and shit. Yeah, we were very pop-heavy in this. This was a good mix, though.
1: And it's the best one I could do. I did my best. And for that, we thank you. I hate that. I was surprised. I, I thought for sure that you would come up with something. I mean, this is a great list. Don't get me wrong. But it's just it blows my mind that you don't have a wealth of music from the past decade. Because I found, I mean, a good... Dozen songs that I felt worthy of putting on. The I list had and more they just didn't make the cut.
0: I had more, <laughs> but uh, they were ones that like I I featured. Like I didn't want to do Deftones again. I didn't want to do a Dell again. Right. And there were like two or three other artists that I'm like, well, f- fuck. I, like I, I already had uh, quite a bit of them on here. And some of the other stuff I'm having to save because I know they're going to be on. Uh, they're on my playlist for upcoming episodes. So I didn't want to you know repeat the artists so close together. Um, Right But yeah No this was good But speaking of Songs coming up So Next week We're getting into uh, It's Grammy Season Or no no Sorry Oscar season The the Academy Awards Same thing So Right (laughs) Um, So we're getting We're getting into Oscar season So next
1: week We are doing Some rich guy's getting an award For being cool or girl yeah. Or person uh, Some rich artist
0: It's either DiCaprio Or Aubrey Plaza Oh okay Because yeah, Aubrey Plaza, Plaza Is fucking cool and if you have not Watched the second season Of White Lotus I don't know what you're Doing with yourself If you've ever watched Parks and Rec I don't know what you're Doing with yourself Okay well, I've seen one of
1: those Things Parks and Rec Yeah, ah,
0: yeah. I've seen Parks Two. and Rec Her and fucking Chris Pratt together Jesus Christ That shit
1: Oh man! Anyway, I I enjoyed that that era of Chris Pratt. He was a goofball. It was a good era. A goofball. And
0: Nick Offerman, man, who's on the Nick la- Offerman who's on the Last of Us. Mm.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Wait. <laughs> oh. My, God mine God and my my wife's bitch. favorite scene from Parks and Rec is when uh, it's it's the, it's the the beginning of the episode. It's like the intro, and he walks in. And he's got everybody like lined up together, and he's like, "All right, who broke the coffee maker?" And they're like, I don't know who broke the coffee maker. Then they just start fighting. They're like, you never liked that coffee maker. You always had it out for it. And they start yelling and everything breaks up and erupts or whatever. And then it cuts to him like off, like the office style. And the government's like, I broke the coffee maker. Things are getting a little (laughs) too chummy around here and I need to set things straight.
1: Dude, that's a pretty good off Impression. <laughs> uh, if you if you honed that a little bit more, you'd be spot I've on. Ne-
0: I've never tried doing it. What's, what's the other line that he says? The like uh, when that waiter walks up to him and he's like, "Oh, sir, what can I get you?" And he's like, "Six eggs, a cup of coffee, and all the bacon you got." Yes, sir. And he's like, "Wait,
1: I I fear you, mi- I you fear
0: misunderstood me. what I was saying. <laughs> I think when I said all the bacon, you thought I meant a lot of bacon."
1: I mean all the bacon. <laughs> I don't know. He's to... when he's in like he's in like Lowe's or something like that, one of those uh, like um, home home improvement stores. And they go, like, "Hi, sir, can I help you?" I know more than you. <laughs> and he keeps walking. <laughs> that's a
0: yeah, that's a good fucking show. Oh. Z and is fucking hilarious in that show too, man. DJ Roomba. Oh yeah, mm-hmm, ah,
1: mm-hmm. dude, mm-hmm. great. Anyway, <laughs> I have to watch that show. So good.
0: next week. We are doing soundtracks. Right. So the rule is, like, we can't use anything, from. speaking of Chris Pratt, like, we can't use anything from the Guardians of the Galaxy, like, soundtracks. Like, the right. song the has to have like been made for the movie. It can't just have mm-hmm. appeared on a movie soundtrack. So, and this, uh, this is my favorite
1: list that I have put together so far. On this show, I, love I'm, it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna struggle with this one because I don't watch movies. <laughs> um, I will probably divert some uh, animations. You know what? And, um, you should, you should hit up Rich. Rich is into
0: movies. He can help you out. Right. <laughs> Rich. I'll give him a call. Give Rich a call. He, he can figure.
1: Give it him out. a ring. But I'll phone him.
0: That that'll be that'll be our episode <laughs> next week, and I'm super excited about it. I I cannot wait to play these songs and talk about them because God damn, do I have some like just diamonds like, mm! or as diamonds. as Rich would say, all bangers, no clangers. He says it with a little more emphasis
1: than that, but yeah, how's he said Generally,
0: mm.
1: <laughs> no, you're not gonna do it. All right, boys. All bangers, no clangers. <laughs> there it is. I told you. I just.
0: I want. I want Rich to just introduce our songs. I think he just. He does it
1: in a way that. At least I, I haven't, can. I haven't listened can, to his voice in a long time. You could fake it. You so. probably. I can't, I but can't I, f- I haven't listened to his. I haven't listened to his episode in a while since we recorded it, really, or the week it came out. So I. I kind of forgot what he sounded like exactly. I'm sure if I listened to the episode, I could pull up a nice uh, little impression. That'd of That'd be him. nice. It would be
0: nice to hear his voice through you. That's weird. Yeah, just a little bit. So anyway, guys, hope you enjoyed (laughs) this episode, and we will see you guys next week for Soundtracks. Again, we have been Mike and... The Follow us on Twitter at TheCutMusic1. Send us an email to TheCutMusic1 at gmail.com. And you can find us on Spotify about the profile where we have all the playlists packaged and uh, separated into individual episodes like this episode, the 2010s, as well as the podcast itself. And you can get the podcast anywhere that you uh, get your podcasts.
1: Yep. That makes I sense. I said the
0: word podcast like too many times. A lot. Where it's like.
1: Oh, uh, there's a lot of podcasting in that podcast <laughs> that you podcasted. <laughs> whether,
0: um. <laughs> yeah, whether, whether it's Apple or, you know, Google or whatever. Uh, and just search yeah. the
1: Cut Music 1, and that is the number one in all cases. You know, I can confirm that if you say, hey, Alexa, play the Cut Music podcast, you'll hear our intro start playing, and it'll be us. Bro, we know it's Alexa? Awesome. Yeah. Oh, wow. I feel she super important. Are they? Them? It? He? It? You can change the voice of Alexa. <laughs> um, they, them. One it. thing that I would like to say as we depart <laughs> is, yes, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on all the platforms. And and you know what? I want to hear what you think we should have put in the cut. Be mad that we didn't put your favorite song in the cut for these de- decades. Matt, I mean, we just wrapped the it up. This uh, is the Mike end already of said he doesn't care. Be mad at the moosh. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Send the moose your hate. Mike doesn't give a shit.
1: Mike, Mike wants to be fought. So somebody fight him. He's getting lonely over there. Poor fella. Fight me. Don't give a fuck. The moose does, though.
0: Meme the moose. Everybody has my permission. So, anyway, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Yes, we do want to hear from you on Twitter. Uh, so hit us up, and we will see you guys next
1: week. Bye. Bye.